Welcome everyone to a special live edition which has been created to support London Fashion Week. For those of you who are not aware, London Fashion Week occurs twice a year, every February and every September. In response to the COVID crisis, this year's format to the year's shows and schedules are a little different. Excitingly, London will be the first fashion capital to experiment with blending physical and digital shows. And I hope this podcast will aim to support the pressures that come throughout Fashion Week. For those of you who don't know, Fashion Week can bring a host of fantastic opportunities for up and coming models and designers, but it does also bring a lot of sleepless nights, increased pressures to remain a certain size, a lot of rejection, and very poor nutrition. And due to this, mental health of young models and designers do suffer. And for many of you who are listening who might not be in the fashion industry, but are returning in September to your high pressured work jobs, back to day to day life, these pressures still coexist. And many of you will be having a lot of stress, again, poor sleep, and probably poor nutrition. So this special series around London Fashion Week aims to bring highlights from our Be Well Collective Summit of sharing inspiring talks from leaders and shakers in the industry, as well as renowned experts covering social comparison, meditation, and movement. Live Well, Be Well opens up its resources to everybody, whether you're in the fashion industry or not, in the aim to help support your physical and mental well-being. In the last episode of the live series from the Wellbeing Summit, I speak to Karen Diamond, who is an owner, director and head booker at one of London's leading modelling agencies, Models One. Karen speaks about her views in the modelling industry, the role agents play, and also why an organisation such as the BWAC Collective is needed more than ever before. So, Karen Diamond, we're now going to swift into a quick Q&A with Karen, who is the director of Models One and big supporter of the Be Well Collective. So thank you for coming. Models One is actually down the street. It's on my last name. So it feels quite fitting that you're here as well, Macklin Street. And for me, the story really starts with you guys, because when I first founded the Be Well Collective, or just had the idea of having the Be Well Collective, the thought of trying to get other modeling agencies that don't, well, you wouldn't as a model with any other agencies. It's like being a Manchester United football player and then going to Chelsea. And you kind of, you just don't really do it. And for me, trying to approach other agencies is quite scary thoughts um, to see if we could all support one another. And you and John Horner welcomed the Be Well Collective and me with open arms. So that was a huge relief, <laughs> this is to say, first of all. And also amazing to speak to other agencies and to see how they approach Models House and the importance of Models House, because it's something that I've never really heard being spoken about until recently. You know, that doesn't just align with mental health and physical health, it aligns with the 
new movement of environmental health that we're talking about, sustainability, all of these really important topics are kind of coming to the surface. And for me, I didn't realize that the Models 1 is actually overarching within the BFMA. And would you be able to talk about what the BFMA is and how you will collectively work together? The BFMA is the British Fashion Model Agents Association. And that we are 15 agencies now. And the model industry is completely unregulated. So there are no real rules or regulations about how we run our businesses and what we have to do to, to look after you guys. So we self-regulate. And so the, the BFMA comes together. We talk to, we're, we're all in competition with each other, but we actually all want to look after you. We, we recognize to have a good business. We need to look after you. You're, you're our assets, the only assets that we have. And actually meeting you came at exactly the right time. We were model agencies, I think, are pretty much down there with estate agents and politicians as kind of the lowest form of life. I mean, the press that we get is absolutely dreadful, especially during London Fashion World Fashion Month, because there's a huge spotlight on you guys. There's always going to be a front page picture of, of a slim model who's been shot at an angle to look incredibly thin, which then becomes that, you know, this is being celebrated. and as Again, everybody who works and knows you guys knows actually how strong and healthy you have to be to do your job. I'm not saying there aren't challenges and I'm not saying that, that you don't have to work hard to do that. But I mean, the reality is you do have to be strong and healthy. Um, and there is an awful lot of misinformation about how to achieve that, which is why I think listening to these guys today, the experts you've pulled together today have been amazing and so informative. I've yeah. learned a huge amount. But meeting you, it came at a time when we realized that, and this is the agents all talking together, that we, we're not experts. You know, we have experience of working with you, but we get challenges and situations thrown at us that we just don't know how to deal with. And so I think as well that models sometimes are nervous or reserved about speaking to their agents about issues they might have because you don't want to be judged or to be considered not well or fit and able enough to do your job. So you want to, you know, you want to impress us. We're your agents. We have to sell you. We're, we're the people who are going to bring the work in for you. To have access to the Be Well Collective and what you are doing with your team of experts is incredible because it's a safe space. You're not going to judge them and you have the knowledge to direct them to the right experts who can help them with whatever their issues are. And that can be mental health problems. It can be addiction problems. It can be eating problems. And none of those things necessarily have to be really extreme to really affect your ability to do your job properly. But if you have those issues, you need to talk about them. You need to deal with them before it becomes an extreme problem. Being a model agent and being, you know, one of the UK's biggest in, well, agents and, and modeling agencies, what are some of the daily problems that you see in a modeling agency and that you feel models face? I think feelings of um, self-confidence and I think the knowledge that you're good at your job is, is not something that you kind of own and accept. I think it's probably, it's quite a British thing that we don't kind of pat ourselves on the back and say how good we are. But, you know, to be with the agencies that you are with and to have achieved the things that you have achieved, you are really good at your jobs. And that's, that's really important to acknowledge. And I think that, so that lack of confidence or a lack of belief that they can, that you can do what, what you are being asked to do holds people back 
a lot mm. and and then you can sort of self-sabotage a little bit it's I think it's really hard to be judged purely on the way that you look but that is the job and I think there are lots of lots of young people at the sort of the new faces level of the industry that decide not to model because it's it doesn't sit well with them to be judged in that way but if you if you are fine with that and work with it there are so many opportunities that come from modeling and modeling is such a great stepping stone to take you to to other jobs other parts of the industry but that yeah that self-belief and self-confidence is really difficult Mm. and so I think anything that you can do to help that and I think what Adrienne was saying about you know finding that thing that you really enjoy that you're really good at is so empowering because it, it just shows you how good you are so much modeling you're waiting for someone else to make a decision you're you're waiting for somebody else's judgment you know you do your bit you get to the casting on time you perform at the casting and you can get down to a short list of two or three people and still you don't get the job and it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong it just means you didn't get the job on that day and you'll get the job the next time and I think that's another thing to think about every time you book a job remember there are probably 20 other models that were on option for that job so 19 of them are really disappointed the way that you're disappointed when you don't get a job but I don't think you think about that when you do book a job. You're just like, great, got that job and off you go. So it's kind of reversing that thing of every time you're disappointed, sort of just kind of counterbalance that with every time something good happens. Gone off topic, haven't I? Sorry. No, you're not. You're staying on topic. <laughs> sort of go off on, on a bit of a tangent. But definitely that reset thing and yeah. finding other things that you do have control about or control of, I think is really beneficial for, for feeling that you're you're good at things. And, and then to believe that you can be really good at this job. And this job isn't necessarily, there are certain physical requirements. You've got to be a certain shape or size, height, those kind of things. But once you've got all of that, you are, you have to work at being really good. It's not about being really, thinking you're really beautiful or really handsome because you've got a certain sort of symmetry or whatever that makes you photogenic. Then the next bit is to be good at your job. And being good at your job is to be, you know, be on time be nice, be a pleasure to be around. Mm. Um, unfortunately, nobody wants to hear really that you're tired or that you're not really you're feeling cold and you will be on jobs, but then, you know, do what the best that you can to sort of minimize that. Make sure you've got a warm coat that you can put on in between shots so you don't get too cold. I mean, clients should look after you, but there are things that you can do yourself. And the same thing of keeping your energy levels up by knowing and, and educating yourselves about what you should be eating to keep those energy levels up. And sometimes on shoots, you don't have the best food being offered to you. So maybe make sure you've got the healthy snacks that you need to keep the energy up so that you can perform during the day. Um, But I definitely, yeah, I'd say Adrian really resonated with me about Mm. finding something that you're good at. Yeah. um, And that that will make you feel really good. No, it's true because Cameron Russell actually didn't have to talk about models will probably be, when they're beautiful, they're probably be the most insecure people you'll ever meet because you are up every day in comparison with somebody else and everything evolves on how you look. Whereas in most jobs, small proportion goes on how you look and the rest goes on how driven you are and how passionate you are. And Giselle made an amazing comment where she said, modeling doesn't define me. And it's the same thing that you were saying, Adriana was saying is, Find the other thing that you also really enjoy. Don't allow modeling to completely consume you. And it's really positive to hear that from an agent where you also do encourage other aspects. Maybe it's university or maybe it's finding something that you love, like running. For me, it was nutrition. And I managed to bring the two worlds together. And I didn't have to pick which one I wanted to do. But when you do see these issues arise as an agent, 
what do you do and how do you handle it? Because I know there's lots of different agents here as well as models. And I think it's really important just to create that conversation to say, well, what do you do when you start seeing these issues arise? How do you handle it? Well, I think an important thing, thing for the models in the room to remember is that your agents are on your side and we're not mind readers. So please do talk to us because probably there are issues and problems that are going on before we recognize any sort of outward signs that there's a problem. So do talk to your agents, although, you know, yes, we are down there with pond life and we want to make as much money as possible. We want you to be fit and healthy because we can't do it without you. But you know, hopefully somebody who would notice that there is someone's not behaving the way they normally do or that I feel they're just a bit off is just to, to sit down and talk to them and, and ask if everything is all right and see what comes up. And very often it's just having the time to have that chat. It is as Caroline rightly pointed out, it's a very fast paced industry more and more. I mean, I really try to insist that my agents, that the my models check in every day, ideally by phone, so that we speak to them because more and more you're communicating by text and by email. And it's that's not okay. I have no idea how somebody is if I don't speak to them. Mm. So I'm not seeing them all face to face that frequently, but certainly speaking to them on the phone. And it might be that the, the details of a job get sent by email after that phone call, but I really try and encourage them to, to check in by phone so that we do talk. But that's a very quick conversation. But yeah. from that conversation, while I'm looking at their chart, I can see it's been a bit quiet, maybe. And that, so that will maybe trigger me to say, why don't you pop in for a coffee this week? Let's just have a little chat. It's been quiet for you. You know, when things are quiet for a model, they, you know, they panic. feel that panic, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't really know what's what's happening. They don't know why it's quiet. And there might be all sorts of reasons. Mm. So that might be the trigger to say, come in, let's have a coffee, which probably fills them with fear because then they think, oh my God, that's it. I'm going to be fired, which they're not. Probably. Uh, not not the first coffee stage anyway. <laughs> so, you know, then having that time to have 20 minutes, half an hour, mm. more comes out. And then you start mm -hmm. to see, is there an underlying problem? Are things not great? It's, and it could be a hundred things. It could be something going on in their personal life, be it family or relationships or whatever. And these things come across in their energy levels. And you recognize, I mean, you guys have to do, you know, God knows how many job interviews throughout your career you know I've done about five in my life I've been mm. a model one for 30 years I haven't done many job interviews so you, you have to sparkle in a job interview so if anything else that's going on that's a negative will affect that ability to to book book the job so it's about talking mm. then things come about and it can yeah. be the the odd comment that you make that sort of makes me then there might then be a trigger I'm like that sounds a bit odd, that behavior. That sounds a bit controlling about the way you're speaking about food or whatever it might be that will make me think there's more going on here. And mm. that's the time then for me to call in the experts or to recommend that they seek more expert help mm -hmm. than I can than I can give. Signposting. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the big thing, I guess, with agents as well, is to make sure you keep talking yes. and to acknowledge it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that we've learned at the Be Well is that actually you guys, you know, have a demanding job, but you're not experts in mental health, in nutrition, no. in, no. in all of these things. And so it feels great to be able to align with all of you guys. You can signpost to us or we can hopefully help signpost to the correct expert that's needed or support. And that leads me very nicely onto my next question, which is how has the BY Collective Help Models won? I think I'm trying to think of any 
specific instance, and I don't know because I have directed people to you. And then mm-hmm. in a way, that's their personal yeah. confidential journey. You know, I wouldn't dream of asking you how things were going with somebody. I no, feel yeah. if they've taken really the step important. to come and see you, mm-hmm. I've had positive feedback from, mm-hmm. from several of the models who mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And I think what, what really works for them is the fact that you know and you understand. Mm-hmm. It's not sending them, you know, I've had a situation where I sent somebody to, well, they've been to maybe just their GP. And again, you know, GPs do an amazing job, but they would look at a model and say, well, you look fine and there isn't anything wrong with, with you and whatever. And it's such a sort of a fine-tuned thing. I think that, that models are actually such a sort of, your physicality, your shape and size is, is an extreme of human race you know being very very tall and slim is the extreme end of the normal spectrum if you like and so therefore they do need to see specialists who understand about the industry and the shape and size that they need to be and all the pressures that come with that on the mental health side of it Mm. um it's sort of working with certain trainers unless they understand what a model body needs to be like mm. that you can work with a trainer and end up being maybe too muscly or or too built up than is actually required in the industry so these are sort of specialist areas and you have those experts and specialists mm. and say from this perspective of me as an agent it feels like a huge sense of relief to be able to hand them over to you and direct mm-hmm. them to you who then say under your umbrella have got such a, a broad range of experts it's been fantastic and I think all the BFMA agents would agree it's having it's a resource that we um didn't have before we were mm-hmm. all slightly sort of working independently and mm-hmm. working with different people and being able to direct to you it's really really helped so it's defragmenting it a lot and it's yes. streamlining it. And I think a big area of what we do, it's not just the expert help, it's also workshops and community and having events like this where everybody is together and everyone can see this is important to keep the conversation open and keep talking. And having regular monthly workshops is something that I've never known in an industry like this, where everyone can together come together as a community and share their stories. And I hope that that's maybe something that your models have have found from us as well. Yes, I mean, these events and the workshops have been hugely beneficial. And I think, again, I think because models are sort of in competition with each other, there there may be times where unless you're lucky to have sort of a really close-knit group of friends, you're not that honest with each other. Everything's great. Everything's going well. You know, this is the sort of the the story that, that we tell. And I think being in this environment and be, going to the workshops, you you realise that everybody has the same problems, the same issues, the same worries, and the same concerns. Mm. And it feels a real relief to be able to kind of share those and then work together yeah. and support each other in what you're doing. Because in a way, you come into this industry and you're very young and then, and you're you know, your school friends and your kind of home friends, if you like, really don't understand. They think it's all glamorous and it's all fabulous. And they don't actually understand pressures that you're under and the pressures that you put on yourselves. And and actually a lot of misinformation that you can hear within the industry and going back again to, to the experts, the sort of the myths and the fads about what you should be eating, how you should be exercising, what you should and shouldn't be doing. And it's really, really confusing. And so to have something like this where you can talk to each other, you can learn from experts, and it helps, I hope, demystify all of that sort of noise that's out there. We're also going to have an expert corner when you leave. So any kind of one-to-one questions you might have, do go and see them all because they're incredible. 
And lastly, what would your advice to stay healthy during fashion week to everyone in this room? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I, I mean, really, it's what it's, I mean it. I will. <laughs> I didn't put the shows. <laughs> I, I liken fashion week to the fashion equivalent of the Olympics. So you kind of have to... Models are athletes and I use that a lot. You know, you're pushing yourself it's the it really is the sort of the the, the pinnacle and the extreme of what you do because a shoot a, a normal photographic shoot is a walk in the park compared to doing fashion month I mean just doing London fashion week on its own is bad enough but if you're doing New York London Milan and Paris that really is that's a marathon, not a sprint <laughs> <laughs> and you have to you have to be prepared for it and as Caroline rightly said sleep is a key thing You've just got to kind of grab your Zs when you can. And if you are doing fittings late and got an early call time, try really hard to kind of get some rest during the day, which is why the BFC model zone is a great thing. It's just a place to kind of de-stress mm. and, and just kind of, you know, take some time out. Try and get some kind of rhythm and routine. I think, you know, try and keep keep to some kind of exercise just because it, it is a, a great de-stressor and a great stabilizer so it's if you if you can even if it's just half an hour 20 mm. minutes half an hour do something that that makes you feel yes I'm glad I've achieved that keeping your eating as good as you can again and then again the BFC have actually done a great job of making sure that backstage there is yeah. there is sort of you know food and water and good things provided for you but I think be prepared and make sure you do keep your your own things that that you enjoy and, and keep your energy levels up with you. And that absolutely is not diet fizzy drinks. It's the nuts, the seeds, it's the sort of healthy snacks that can keep you, keep your energy levels fairly consistent. And that's the key thing I would say from experience, always be prepared. Yeah. Never go expecting, be prepared. And you know, think of it as you're being your own mum and you're looking after yourself. It's really important. Then you haven't got to have panic and anxiety if there isn't any food backstage or you haven't had time to grab your lunch. Or it's not what you normally eat yeah. and, and that sort of thing. So I think, yeah, I mean, stock up for the week so you've got things at home. You can just mm -hmm. grab it, put it in your bag in the morning as you run out the door. But it will be tiring. It will be exhausting. Um, you will cry at some point. And that's a release in itself, a little weep in the corner. And then you're like, okay, I'm better now. And I think, yeah, it, it's just to, to try and keep your rest exercise and food routine as as close to normal as possible in a, in really extreme circumstances but enjoy and it talk. because it's amazing yeah and you know that that I've never done it but from what I understand that buzz when you're dressed and hair are made up and you're ready just to sort of step out on the runway is apparently incredible it is and I think a big thing as well is just to say keep talking talk to your agents don't be afraid to talk to your agents and agents talk to your models yes <laughs> we will <laughs> but yeah definitely keep talking because yeah. we can move things around we can give you that space that you need if, if it's needed I've absolutely loved sharing some inspiring talks from the leaders and shakers in the fashion industry as well as the renowned experts in their field to help you navigate your way to support your own mental health I hope this talk has helped give you some insight into how the BWR Collective supports and acknowledges mental health in the fashion industry, but also outside the fashion industry too. And I hope for many of you listening, this has been a really valuable resource in many ways, as well as some fascinating insights into the industry, which are rarely acknowledged and very rarely spoken about. For further help and resources, please do visit bywordcollective.co.uk 
where you can find an array of support and more information. And until the next season, please live well and be well. Before you go, I have something new to tell you about. There's brand new bonus content waiting for you with every new guest I speak to. These are exclusively for my inner circle of Apple subscribers. To listen now, head to the Live Well, Be Well show page on Apple Podcasts, where you can activate your free trial and you can enjoy the podcast without adverts.